What's up, everyone? It's Denise Salcedo. Welcome back to the channel. I am very excited to introduce to you my guest for today. We have Impact Wrestling's Knockouts Champion, the Virtuosa, Diana Perazzo. What's up, Diana? Hey, how are you? You know, I'm so excited to talk to you, honestly, especially like everything that you have been able to do at Impact Wrestling. It's just kind of exciting to talk to you, getting your brain, see what's going on. Yeah, I'm. thanks for having me. I'm excited. We have a lot going on in the next week or two. So um, I'm excited about all of it. Exactly. So, you know, you mentioned it a lot going on in the next couple of days. So with Hard to Kill, January 16th, you are going head to head against Taya Valkyrie for the Knockouts Championship. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts heading into this match. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I've been pretty clear in my intention in the last few weeks since I accepted Taya's challenge, and that's to, to kind of shut her up a bit. She goes on and on and on about about being the longest reigning knockouts champion, um, which is great. And I respect her for it. And it's not an easy task to go into, you know, pay-per-view after pay-per-view and defend your championship. But, um, you know, she has something to prove because I'm already a two-time knockouts champion and she wants to become a two-time knockouts champion. But what does it say when I defeat her? Then I can be the longest reigning knockouts champion. Then I can be the greatest knockouts champion of all time. Um, I have everything to win by defeating Taya Valkyrie at Hard to Kill. Amazing. And so I got to ask you, you mentioned, you know, the fact that Taya Valkyrie is the longest reigning knockouts champion. What would it mean to you to get a victory over Taya? Yeah, I think to be able to defeat her, um, you know, just kind of cements the legacy that I've slowly been building and, and not really slowly, but slowly over the last seven months been able to, to build an impact wrestling that I'm, you know, the greatest technical woman's wrestler in the world. I'm wrestler of the year. So, yes. so what a better fitting um, first title defense for 2021 is to, to go one on one with the longest reigning knockouts champion. Exactly, exactly. So I want to kind of get into your head, Deanna. So what, how do you prepare yourself both physically and mentally, you know, heading into a match like this, not only, you know, the show of this caliber and also an opponent of Taya's caliber as well. So how do you prepare heading into this? Yeah, well, so my body has um, kind of defied me a little bit. I had a crazy allergic reaction the other night. So that's Oh, no, a food reaction? I'm sorry? Was it a food reaction or was it like a allergy? Like I'm allergic to everything under the sun. So just something weird crossed with something weird and puffed my eyes up. Um, so my body has just been a little like, take it slow and take it easy because you've been doing a lot in the last, you know, six months. So so take some days to rest before you really get in the gym and, and get in the best shape you can um, and up your cardio because Ty is a hard hitter. She likes to run fast. And, um, you know, my greatest attribute is slowing down the pace. Um, but that still takes stamina. So um, I'm ready to, to get in the gym in the next few days and, and really kick it into high gear um, and prepare physically. But mentally, I just feel like, you know, I, I've done this. And it's it's intimidating to go in the ring with someone of, uh, someone like Taya Valkyrie. But at the end of the day, I know what my strengths and my weaknesses are. And I know um, that if I can exploit her joints and, and manipulate them, whether it be her arm or her leg or, um, you know, her neck, whatever it might be, um, I have moves in my back pocket ready to, to pull out um, if need be.
Amazing, amazing. So, you know, you talked, you just mentioned the fact that you were wrestler of the year last year and, you know, you're knockouts women, you're knockouts champion and, you know, you've been doing so much. So you are essentially, you're on top. You're the face of the stacked women's division on impact wrestling. How does that feel for you knowing the journey that it took for you to get to this point and now sort of, you know, being here and just kind of, you know, living through it all? Yeah, it's, it's crazy um, because I feel like everything I'm doing right now with Impact is everything I've fought for, for, you know, the last six or seven years, right? I wanted someone to just take a chance on me and, you know, um, everything I went through with Ring of Honor and I never got to be the, the Ring of Honor, um, Women of Honor champion. I went to WWE and we all know how that went. So to uh, be able to come into Impact and right away then feel like we're going to make something of you and we're going to prove everyone wrong, prove everything that everyone said about you to be wrong um, and just saw the potential that I've always seen in myself. And uh, I don't take that lightly and I don't take it for granted. Um, everything I'm doing is everything I ever wanted to do. So every day I'm, I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm adapting and, and I'm truly becoming, you know, the person that I always thought I could be and always wanted to be. That's really awesome. It's kind of like, I love the fact that you said it took somebody to, you know, really take a chance on you because they always say, you know, there's people that are great, but you know, you got, you get so many no's, so many no's. And it's that yes, that really sort of takes you to that next level. And I think that you're definitely have been proving that, you know, through, through what you've been doing with impact wrestling. And what are your thoughts on how the impact wrestling uh, women's division has, you know, it's always been one step ahead of its time, but since you've been there, how have you feel that you've changed it or incorporated to it how do you feel it's changed you etc yeah i am um, you know you kind of hit it on the head right that uh, our knockouts division has always kind of been one step ahead and we've always been able to like be ahead of the curve and i feel like especially with this year we've brought so many new talent in um you know not just myself but tasha steels was signed to a contract uh kimberly was signed to a contract um Nevea is with us and there's just you know, right around the time that I came in, they were really reinvesting in our division and really bringing women in, um, you know, who, who are veterans of the business, who are just looking to, you know, like Tasha to, to really cement um, her name in a place. Everyone has something to prove and no one takes their position lightly. No one, um, you know, takes a backseat and takes a day off when we're at tapings. It's 100% we have something to prove and we're going to continue to prove that we are uh, without a doubt one of the best knockups divisions ever but one of the best women's divisions in the world. So um, to kind of be in this locker room with these girls is is uh, motivating and it's inspiring because we all, we don't see each other as competition. We are, but it's like, at the end of the day, we're kind of like a family and everyone needs to work together and everyone needs to push each other and motivate each other to, to bring themselves to the next level so we can do that for the other person. Um, I don't think there's one person I wouldn't want to be in the ring with or one person I wouldn't want to defend my championship against because I feel like I can be the best me with every single woman in our division. Exactly. Build each other up and in doing so and building each other's you're building each other up, you build yourself up too, which is obviously you know the the end goal in all of this. So that's really great. So you know, we talk about hard to kill happening on January 16th. So ahead of hard to kill, we are having the hard to kill celebration. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about this? Since I know that yourself, uh Motor City Machine Guns, Rich Swan, Eric Young, Good Brothers are some of the people that will be taking part of it. But what can you tell us? Yeah, so I got to be a part of the celebration pre-slam anniversary, and 
that I think was the first one that we had done. And it was so exciting because um, typically we would able to be inter be able to interact with the fans that, that day and do meet and greets and, and, you know, with the way of the world, that's not possible right now. So it's just one more way to, to bring the fans into our pay-per-view into hard to kill and to get them excited about the pay-per-view. Um, so we get to do like live Q and A's, we get to interact with each other, um, you know, and uh, it was just announced that Gia and uh, Matt Stryker will be hosting. So, um, I'm really looking forward to it because it, it, it stinks to not have fans in the building for such um, important matches of ours and, and for everyone, not just me across the roster. I think it's, it's we're excited to be able to one day have fans back and, and to be able to bring them into our world just a little bit for those two hours for the celebration is, is something I'm really looking forward to. And isn't it crazy that like before you used to have that instant response from the crowd where you're like, yeah, they liked this. They didn't like this. They thought this was cool. This wasn't cool. And now it's like after you do your match, you you essentially have to go on social media and find out what people are saying. So to kind of have this, you know, one in one interaction is pretty cool because it kind of reminds you like the people are out there and they're listening. Yeah. And they're excited. I think that is like the the worst part of not having fans in the building for for everyone right now is like you don't get that adrenaline rush that they kind of aid you with you know when when you're down and you're beat up and you don't want to keep going and they start clapping it's kind of like you get the second wind and it's not there right now so it it definitely is like a mental toll when you're in the ring and you're performing um so just to know that like there are people that are excited about this pay-per-view they're they're spending their money to to spend some time with us beforehand to kind of get our mindset beforehand and really um they get to this personal uh experience of what the behind the scenes of hard to kill feels like, um, you know, I, I think is an incredible thing that impact wrestling is doing. And I hope that, you know, for, for pay-per-views to come, we continue to do this celebration and, and bring them in um, when they, when they can't really be inside with us right now. 100% agree. And for those of you guys who want more information on the Hard to Kill celebration, uh, I will be including the, the link so where you can get all the info in the description box below. But it is a two-hour event that begins at 11 a.m. Eastern time on the day of, so January 16th, ahead of the pay-per-view. It is an interactive, perk-filled, virtual private party held on Zoom. Fans are even given the opportunity to ask their favorite stars questions and participating fans will receive numerous perks again for more information and more details the link is in the description box of this video so now diana i do want to go ahead and jump into the different portion of our interview and this is the lightning round game which i love to do with my guests on here because it is so much fun to kind of just get inside and find out who you are as a person so i'm going to ask you 10 questions you answer them as fast as you can and we'll just have some fun with it okay <laughs> So are you guys ready for lightning round with Diana Perrazzo? Let's do this. Here we go. Question number one, Diana, what is your ideal date? What does it consist of? Ooh, um, I think just really good food. Um, I'm such like a, a big foodie now that I've been in Florida and you know, we have, we have Disney Springs, we have Park Ave that's close to me. So I'm just like becoming a foodie. Um, I think just like a really good steak and like a glass of whiskey would would be the best night possible. <laughs> we just want to be fed. I completely yeah. agree with you. <laughs> Question number two, which TV movie character do you think you're most like? Or if you have a couple, you can name a couple. Or if you have a specific one, we can get your specific one. I honestly have no idea. 
It's um, a hard question, Hoff. That's such a hard question. Um, I have, honestly, I, I have no idea. <laughs> yes, I know. I don't even think I could answer that one. Scratch it. Question number three. What's your favorite city to travel to? Tokyo, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't been to Tokyo, but what's your favorite thing from Tokyo? Oh, um, you know, just besides the food, I think it's it's just like, um, of course, the food. Um, I've just had some of my best memories there. And I feel like every time I'm there and it just brings like back really good memories that I've met some of my best friends there and I've had some of like the best times of my life. Um, so to always go back, it kind of brings back a piece of that with me, you know? Awesome. Question number four, who's your favorite person to travel with? Oh, um, uh, my instinct says Chelsea Green. Um, that is my favorite person to spend any time with. So, um, <laughs> you know, besides my boyfriend, but um, we don't get He's to probably going to be like, what the heck? You didn't, <laughs> name, you didn't um, name me your, your boyfriend, your best friend. <laughs> I just feel like I've spent a lot of time on the road with Chelsea. I've spent tons of times in airports with her. And, um, you know, when we do get time off, like, you know, last year we went to Palm Desert together and we just, um, you know, that's my best friend. So I have so much fun with her and I've, I've spent the majority of my wrestling career with her. So that's the person I feel like I've traveled the most with. Awesome. Question number five. What is your favorite dinner meal to eat? Ooh, I make this um, like linguine with uh, like uh, like a heavy cream sauce and some butter and then shrimp. Um, and that is like our favorite meal, hands down. It sounds delicious. <laughs> it's so good. Question number six. What is your favorite animated movie? Ooh, um, a couple months ago, we watched The Good Dinosaur, I think is its name. Oh, I know it's in the book, but I haven't seen it. it. It was so good. And there's like this lost little caveman boy who's like gets lost from his family and the dinosaur helps him home. And the dinosaur like wants him to stay with him, but lets him go back. with. His I was crying. And that's like my favorite movie right now. I love it. I'm going to put it on my queue now. I'll think of you when I watch it. <laughs> Question number seven, name the most played album or artist on your playlist. Ooh, um, I don't know what the album is called, but I feel like right now um, my Pandora playlist in the gym, I'm always listening to Nelly radio. Um, so I don't know if his album is country grammar, if that's the name of the album, but that I feel like plays 24 seven on, on my uh, Pandora playlist right now. You're like, I don't care what it's called. Just pit play and let me listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good mix of like, you know, early two thousands and, and um, you know, kind of current hip hop and, and whatever, but like, I just, that's my go-to radio right now. I like that. A little mix of the old and the new. I feel like we all go back to what we always listened to when we yeah. were like younger, but then also incorporate a mix of what we're into now. Yeah, no, I and that's not like what I put on in the car. Like I'm a big country music fan. So like uh, the country music station just automatically is on in the car and I don't change it. So to kind of get like some Cardi B and some kind of what's new in rap now is not what I would naturally gravitate towards. So I really like that in the gym and it kind of motivates me a little bit, you know? I love that. You actually led me into my next question. Question number eight, what keeps you motivated? Um, I think my family. I think right now it's it's kind of like I've never gotten to spend this much time home and this much time in like one place. So to kind of know that like, you know, my boyfriend and I, we have two dogs, Um, you know, they need a goddamn backyard. <laughs> we're building a house. We're doing all these things like that kind of is what keeps me motivated right now is just bigger picture. And, um, you know, I want to grow myself for my future. And, you know, I'm in school and, you know, I want to get a degree. So all of these things are going to help me post wrestling. And I think that 
that's my biggest mindset is like, I want to set myself up for the best future post wrestling. That is amazing. I have to ask, what is it that you're trying to get your degree in? Um, history. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, perfect. I, not, I don't know if it's perfect timing, but it is sort of, you know, just interesting to have and be able to study that. It's what I've done in the last two or three semesters comparing to the craziness of the world right now um compliments not compliments but compliments each other in terms of like this is what we dealt with then and we're dealing with this now and it's it's just it's interesting because it really relates to things that are going on in the world now and um motivates me to continue to learn and you know um there's so many avenues that i could go with a history degree whether it be political science or um it be teaching and the political science aspect really intrigues me right now so um it's it's interesting and it, it's there's a good like dichotomy between the two so i love that i seriously love that i'm excited to see how you incorporate that into your life that is so awesome question number nine what's something on your bucket list Ooh, um i don't know if we're gonna tie it into wrestling i think to, to i i main evented with jordan grace at emergence for our our 30 minute um iron man knockouts match but i think i want to main event to pay-per-view Yes, please. Yes. I, I, I That is a great bucket list item. <laughs> last question. Question number 10. What is your favorite way to spend time off? Oh, I love to take the dogs to the dog park. Um, and there's a lake there and they love to swim. And, um, you know, we have Fitzgerald, who is a Chihuahua Dachshund mix. And then Honey is a Lab Hound mix. So she's really big and he's really tiny and they chase each other and they love each other so much. And it's so fun to watch. Um, so those are the best ways to spend my time off. That is amazing. Deanna, thank you so much for playing this game with me. You were so much fun. It was so cool to kind of get to know you a little bit more. Uh, that is the end of our interview, but I want to thank you so much for coming on here and talking to me about Hard to Kill, which is airing January 16th, so do not miss out. Again, all the links will be posted in the description box below. But Deanna, before we go, go ahead and plug in anything you want to go ahead and plug in. Yeah, everyone can follow me on social media at Deanna Perrazzo. Um, all accounts are verified. So at Deanna Prazo or only me. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Before you go, do not forget to give this video a like and subscribe to the channel for more. Until next time, I'm Denise Salcedo. This is Deanna Perrazzo, and we'll see you later. Bye, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.